0: We've talked about rule changes in Major League Baseball that are coming in 2023. But there was something I saw at a minor league game this year. I went to Round Rock to watch uh, the Round Rock Express in a game. And about the sixth inning, I saw the catcher mention something to the umpire. The umpire took his mask off, looked up to the press box, patted the top of his head, and then grabbed an earpiece and put it in his ear. Well, I know Tim Jackson, the general manager at Round Rock, and I went over and asked him what the deal was. And he said, well, it's an experimental deal where baseball's asked us to do in the minor leagues where there is a an appeal on the pitch. It has to be initiated by either the pitcher or the catcher immediately after the pitch. And what the umpire does is he asks the press box to go to the pitch tracker and see if he got the call, you know, right or wrong. And if... You appealed it, and the umpire was right. You lose your appeal, and you've got three appeals in a game. If you you challenge one and the umpire was wrong and they change it, you don't lose that appeal. And I thought, you know, shortstops make mistakes. They, They make errors. Pitchers throw wild pitches. Catchers have pass balls. You know, guys get thrown out trying to steal a base. There are mistakes that are made in the game. Why must umpires be infallible? Why? Why do we have this replay thing in here? That okay, it only took maybe thirty seconds to do this, but it's another replay type thing that's elongating the game.
1: Well, this is an extension of the replay, right there. Pretty much, and and uh, and now you know why they're doing the replays because everybody believes they are infallible. Umpires, <laughs> I mean, are fallible, so it's. Uh, <sighs> That's a double edged sword right there. You know, they're gonna make mistakes and so are the players. So and, um, and
0: the umpires don't make anywhere near the amount of money that the players make, but they're the ones that are supposed to be absolutely perfect out there.
1: Particularly in little league and teenage <laughs> Well
0: that's another story.
1: <laughs> totally. Uh, okay, so they tap their head, they got three t- they get three shots at this during the whole ball game, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, well um
0: and it only happened once in that game.
1: It's it's overplay. It's overkill uh, for me. I think it's it's something that might go away. Uh, I w- I would hope it goes away because yeah.
0: it's one of those experiments in minor league that may end up in the majors.
1: Uh, with what they've done so far, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they do accept that next year as as part of that. So, but you only got three per game. Well, that's slowing the game down again. Mm-hmm. Three instances. Per side, I would assume. Correct? Yes. All right. So, um, I that's not something that I would uh, that I would promote. That's for sure. It's you know, baseball's losing its, losing its uniqueness again, and you know, with the way things are going, and it's it really there's no no reason for it.
0: If you're going to let computers call the game, then why not have robots play the game? I mean, well, just how how far are we going to go with this?
1: Uh, really? <laughs> and when robots like a, are playing, you know,
0: <laughs> are we just going to be a video game now? That it, sounds
1: like a science fiction comedy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, Right up there with idiocracy. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: So um, basically, now that's, I I can't even go any further with that. Really, to tell you the truth, it's ludicrous uh, to me, to me, it's it makes no sense. Yeah. Matter of fact, if I'm a if I'm a spectator and this is going on, I'm thinking I didn't come out here to watch the umpire. I came out here to watch the ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, the umpire is just part of the game.
0: Yeah, and if and, I want to yell at the umpire, I'll yell at the umpire.
1: Oh yeah, and
0: put some earplugs in rabbit ears and don't listen.
1: Well, that's that's basically, yeah. Uh, but you know, they're out there. They're paid to do a job, and hopefully, they do it as well as they can. And uh, I, the idea that we got to have replay has really slowed the game down, period. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand, though, everybody wanting to get it right, get it right. But uh, most of these guys, particularly at a major league level, do get it right about 95% of the time. And we don't need that. No. Uh, so.
0: You mentioned in a previous podcast that, you know, the best batters are only successful 30% of the time. That's right. You know.
1: It's because of. Now, we would never there, accept
0: exactly. an umpire being correct just thirty percent of the time, but are we okay with him being correct ninety percent of the time? That's great. Apparently not, because they want to be a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I mean, that's. That, I think that's just, just. I think
1: umpiring in the lower levels is not real good. No, uh, most of those guys are pulled out of the stands and hey, umpire, you know they got dinner on the table. They're trying to get <laughs> get <laughs> the game over.
0: Those <laughs> guys, some of them are struggling. Well, when you talk about. Teenage League and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they're, they're anybody that they can get out there. And I believe me, I've umpired at the teenage level. I've umpired at the little league level. I've umpired at the high school level. I've umpired at the level. Right. And it's a glamorous, thankless job. Correct. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that somebody will do it, considering the BS that they have to put up with when they do it. Exactly. I've only thrown out one coach in my entire umpiring career
1: i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry you had to do that yeah
0: yeah but you know it was because he was on me with the first pitch i called a a high strike he said it better be a strike all day i said it will but about the fourth inning he was still griping about it and i just had had enough i said come here coach and uh he walked out there and he started yakking at me and all i wanted to say is coach i've heard everything i want to hear from you today you know go back to the dugout and and coach your ball club and he just kept yapping at me, kept yapping at me, wouldn't let me say what I wanted to say. And so that's when I said, all right, you're gone. He said, what did I say? I said, you wouldn't shut up, get in the bus.
1: Well, it's, he baited you into uh, getting thrown out. That's all. And a lot of guys will do that. So, look. So he didn't
0: want to watch his team. Is that what you're saying? Uh,
1: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a lot of guys will do that. I think it's not right, but it happens. So, yeah. uh, that's it.
0: But I just don't understand why umpires have to be infallible in the game of baseball.
1: No, they're expected to be, they're put at a higher level. Like your preacher is put at a higher level.
0: Well then pay them what you pay those major leaguers. Well, I think they're getting paid
1: pretty good now. They are getting paid good, but and, not
0: anything like Max Schurz or any of those guys. No, they're not
1: doing quite that well. No, uh, but, but, it's, but
0: a, it's a decent living for what Well, nine you got to look at work?
1: what they got to do and what Max has to do. It's a little bit different. So, mm-hmm. but I understand. I hear where you're coming yeah. from. Uh
0: one what? other thing I wanted to bring up today. Uh a player has a change of scenery, and I'm using Joey Galloway as a Example Joe here. Joe Gallo. Uh, Joe Gallo. Oh, Gallo yeah. is a, a wide receiver. Joe yeah. Joe Gallo. Joey Gallo. <laughs> okay, Joey Gallo. He's playing for the Texas Rangers. He looks like he's going to be a slugger, and they trade him to the Yankees. He goes to New York and is just terrible in New York. Matter of fact, he is he is absolutely terrified by being in the city of New York. Uh, he's he's been quoted about how he was. Terrified to go out on the streets because of how you've already been mentioned this several times how rabid the Yankee fans can be.
1: Oh, well, they're diehards. Yeah. So, and so are Met fans, oh, too. Oh, yeah.
0: But now he's been traded to the Dodgers and he's flourishing again with the Dodgers. So have you ever had that experience of the change of scenery as to how it is affecting a particular player? I mean, they well, also do have something to do with the players that he's surrounded by. I don't know.
1: I, well, I was with the Mets and I got traded to the Astros, so I had to. Li- I lived that when they mm-hmm. traded me. I said, "What? You don't want me anymore?" <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, you don't love me. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Uh, I got. Di- they divorced me. <laughs> anyway, so um, I went over there. And at that time, I had done really well in Triple and Triple A. And it's I hit like 429 that year. And, and a manager told me I was going to be playing for him. And we go across, we were at the Cardinals complex over on the north side of St. Pete. And we'd get on the bus. And he had already told me this. And I'm thinking, well, this is really good. You know, i made this team and it's great. And we get off the bus and i go inside. And it's a the minor, the assistant director of minor league says, "Come into my office." Well, I think he's going to give me a triple A contract and a raise. No. Well, he gave me a raise, all right. What <laughs> ra- <laughs> well, anyway, he said we've traded you to Houston. Okay. Well, I'm like, what? I just made this team over here. No. Well, he he wasn't so sure that I did.
0: Was it a was it a situation that the Mets didn't want you or the Astros wanted you, <clears throat> or do you know?
1: The Astros wanted me. Okay, uh, I can't say that the Mets didn't want me because I got along well with everybody over there. Yeah. It's just that they had an opportunity; they felt like to to make a switch, and it would benefit both per, both people. So, um, all right, so get traded and go over there. The, 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 it was going like to, uh, I guess, another state. You get moved, and you're, you're meeting new people, and the whole it was a. Uh, kind of a I was kind of tentative at first Mm -hmm. you know but I knew a bunch of the guys that I played against over there and you know we got in with them I knew two or three of the managers and coaches I knew a bunch of the players so in that respect it went pretty good I got to go over and uh, you know I in spring training I I caught Nolan Ryan on the side five or six times and then uh I caught a couple of those major league pitchers in triple A games too. So, uh, it was, it worked out pretty good as far as that goes. But at, at, at that point though, I was kind of nearing the end and I was like, you know, I felt like I beat my head in trying to get somewhere and it was just stopping me. Mm-hmm. It, it, other, <clears throat> other circumstances were coming into play. And I, just, I, I, went to the minor league director and I asked him, uh, Would you consider me to coach for the next year? Because I think that's what I want. That's this the way this is headed. So they hired me as a coach, and I've coached every ever since. So, you know, I ended up with uh, let's see. I started with the Astros, went over to the uh, the Rangers, and then a stint with independent ball and the Yankees, the Expos, and the Orioles, and then over with uh, the Fort Worth team, and did. Yeah, you know, which I thought was one of the better gigs I had. That was great over there. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> getting traded, all right. Yeah, it's uh, you know, personality wise, uh, Joey didn't fit well in New York because the fans. It's well, look. When I was over with New York, the couple, the first question that was asked to the scouts was, "Can he? Is he? Can he play in New York? Because it is terrible." Let me. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I went to a Mets-Yankees game when I was managing uh, in Waterbury, Connecticut. The general manager had a couple tickets, so we went over there. And I sat on the uh, Mets side. The tickets were on the Mets side. So it was in Shea Stadium. Um, Well, they had separated. Yankee fans were sitting on from the middle of the field to the third base side. The Mets fans were sitting from the middle of the field to the first base side <laughs> and it was amazing. I sat there during that ball game and watched the fans jump on each other for for uh virtually the whole game. I mean, they're calling them everything but human beings. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had a line of policemen <laughs> standing in the middle, of, you know, to to be the referees and keep 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 it to a low Roar, roar, definitely. And uh, I just remember after the game, I thought I asked the general manager that went with. I said, well, "That's amazing. This happened every night up here." He goes, "Oh, this is normal.
0: <laughs> this is normal."
1: <laughs> well, <clears throat> you gotta like the New York fans. They're behind their team, and uh, I've I gotta appreciate that. Whether it's the Mets or the Yankees or mm-hmm. the Yankees or the Mets, they're behind their team big time. So let's. Uh, that's that's one reason. And Joy goes to he's he might be. Kind of, I think he's from California, isn't
0: he? He's from Nevada, I believe. Nevada. But he's in that well, western it, part of the U.S.
1: Okay, so it's not quite as fast-paced, although it is during Los Angeles and San Francisco, maybe San Diego. But uh, but it's it's a different it's a different psychology than New York. Okay, it's di- definitely different. So
0: I know I wouldn't thrive very well in New York City of course I probably wouldn't thrive very well in Dallas Texas I'm not a big city guy
1: I thought I didn't that kind of stuff didn't bother me in New York I'd have been you know, okay the older um, I
0: get the less traffic I want around me
1: I just like well now that, that's another thing too well you got traffic like that in Dallas you got it in Houston you got it in San Francisco San Diego New York I mm-hmm. mean where Chicago wherever you go with these big cities it's it's a it's a Nightmare. What was it? it was a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves that got lost. And he was supposed to pitch that night. He drove around the field like five times. <laughs> <laughs> they, had to, they had to, I forgot who that uh, was. Pascual Perez. Pascual Perez. Yeah. He couldn't, he didn't know, he was in traffic and couldn't get to the exit. Then he didn't know which exit or something like that. And, you know, they had to delay the game to wait for him to get to the ballpark. I believe. I'm, I could be wrong.
0: No, that, I think it was Pascual Perez. Yeah, I well, think you're right. Well, <laughs> I think they terrible. gave him a nickname like Turnpike or something. <laughs> Turnpike Perez. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but, uh, okay, so you get traded from the, the Rangers, which is kind of a low key deal. I mean, Rangers is kind of laid back. And, you know, Yankee land is not laid back. No. There's expectations over there that are unbelievably high. Now, they're high for a reason. Sure, because the Yankees. Yeah, that's, that's the legacy. What, it's a legacy. Yeah. I mean, the way they've been, thirty-six World Series yeah, the and one twenty-seven. Program of them. in baseball I, history. I'm telling you, oh, discipline is part of the deal, and it's strong discipline too. So uh, I witnessed it myself when I was over there. So <clears throat> that's not that's not in his psyche. So he goes over to Los Angeles, a little more laid back, mm-hmm. a little more easygoing. Now he starts flourishing. Yeah. Or the pressure is not as not as not as strong. Evidently. Right. I'm just I'm speculating. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but and he's flourishing, right? Yeah. So he's good for him. A lot
0: better than he did in New York. <clears> that's <throat> for sure.
1: Well, I I don't remember him hitting for a very high average. I just he could put a ball into into orbit, orbit though <laughs> at at any moment, yeah. and that's you know that is you know these days you're hitting 210 and you're hitting 20, 25 home runs. You're a very, you're going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're hitting 250, 260 and doing that, you're going to look up make a little more money. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're, if you're Mike Trout, you're going to make all the money. Yeah. And what he's doing, he's hitting for a high average and he's hitting balls out of the ballpark too. So, and he's in a, he's in a pretty good situation out there and uh, with the angels mm-hmm. as well. So, um, you don't know, I don't know. It's, uh, the, the thought of that that one quote that from a director of uh Mark Newman was who was there he said he even told me he says we got to find out if these guys can play in New York first yeah now there's another reason uh, you talking about money back then right
0: mm-hmm. oh okay. uh, yeah
1: well that, there was a player and I'm going to say who it is that went from the Rangers to the Yankees the Rangers offered him the same money that the Yankees offered him he took a pay cut,
0: basically. Yeah, because. basically
1: because there's no state tax in Texas, there is in New York. Awesome. Not only is there a state New York tax, there's a city tax too, and it's 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 up there pretty good. So what he was taking home was a lot less than what he would have taken home in 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 Arlington. Mm-hmm. So that should be a consideration, and then a, a wise players will consider that before. He takes the same money he's that he was offered in a state with no tax or city tax.
0: That's why anybody who wants to be a major leaguer should uh, at least minor in economics or accounting, (laughs)
1: finance, finance, Finance. definitely. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Know what to do with their money. Know how to do it too, and take care of it. Well, you know, here's a reason why the guys make so much money, because their careers are so short. Oh yeah, Yeah. you got to look at this as a lifetime career, right? I mean, that's why that that you know you've got a little bit of time to make all the money you can. Now I understand that, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gripe about it, so uh, or, yeah. or, or complain about it. If if they're getting what they're getting, I think the the, the minimum salary for a, a rookie right now is like five hundred eighty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Five hundred eighty thousand just to show up. Just to show up, put the uniform on, sit on the bench. Yeah. All right that's all well and good. You know, some guys get to play a little bit. Some guys do sit the bench for a year or two, make mm-hmm. good money, and then uh, things don't work out, then they've made pretty good money. But, it's
0: like being the backup quarterback with the clipboard. Correct.
1: I don't know how they're doing in, in, in NFL. I can't speak on that. But, uh, yeah, you, your backup guys are paid pretty good as well. So, uh, and as far as the trades go, I mean, there's a – there's a psychology to that some guys are willing to go some guys are really not and they don't flourish as well and then some guys can't deal with with the uh, the climate the climate that's in that particular area as opposed to somewhere else okay. so it's uh it's that's a good question and and it's 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 hard i mean like Mike asked some guy that wrote a psychology paper on it. <laughs> it was his, if it was his thesis, that would be a great thesis for a psychology guy to, you know, throw at throw at everybody. Yeah. It is well, PhD. We'll get
0: one of those sports psychologists to delve into that.
1: Oh well, well, anyway, let's, let's. We
0: had a sports psychologist oh. with the Astros.
1: You, you just talked about something like this. I got to tell you. He turned the lights off. He said, "Okay, I want you to vision yourself. See yourself hitting off the best pitcher you ever
0: hit. Losing is a disease." Well, no,
1: (laughs) he said, "I want you to imagine yourself. Put yourself in a game right now. I want to see. I want to know your thoughts. I want to see. I want you seeing seeing yourself hit that ball out of the ballpark." Well, things weren't going really good, and I did all this. But at the end of it, I went to the guy, and he goes, you know, I did all that, and it was really good. I was hitting that ball hard, but gum, that shortstop was always catching it. <laughs> so what I do? He goes, y- you need more than me. You need a real psychiatrist.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, I got a kick out of that one. I thought I'd, I'd rattle his cage a little bit and see what he'd tell me. Boy, it was funny anyway
0: that'll wrap up this visit to the mound we certainly appreciate you joining us today for a little baseball talk anytime you want to hear something about baseball you can find us anywhere you get your podcast or you can go to roguemedianetwork.com for the next edition of a visit to the mound this has been a rogue media podcast